Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's time for the Monday Morning Podcast. For Monday, um, April 11th, 2022. Two, two, two. What's going on? How are you? I'm going to be recording this in sections, everybody, because, uh, yeah, I'm out here in Augusta, Georgia. Hey, what you doing all the way out there, Freckles? What you doing? You working on some moonshine? It's nothing like that out here. There's Arby's, Hooters, Walmart, CVS. It's just, you know, it's the same old, same old. Um, but I am at the Masters this weekend. And uh, for first, before I get to the uh, Masters, 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 sorry, there's no way to do that if you grew up in the 80s. No way not to do that. The whole time I would, I would be like, hey, people would ask me, what are you doing this weekend? I was going, I would be like, I'm going to the Masters. And that'd be Masters, Masters. I talk to anybody in my age group, like they just start fucking saying it. Like a lab rat. You can't, you can't not say it. I don't know why they haven't asked Metallica if they... Oh, I know why. Because they're a golf course and they're prestigious. Um, anyway, before I get to that, I played Birmingham, Alabama. Alabama. And I played Macon, Georgia. And these were my first three real shows since I had my little Billy soliloquy over the last... Uh, Six weeks, and um, I don't think they could have gone any better. And um, I was working with Verzi and Bartnick because we were all going out to the Masters. Masters, can't not do it. Um, and I was saying how I was going to bring up how much I love doing stand-up in the South, how much I fucking love the crowds. I love being Billy Liberal from Hollywood you know, making fun of Hollywood, teasing them about being Southern and they fucking roll with it. And there's some of the best crowds. Like the show in Birmingham was awesome. And then we went to Macon and and, uh, we played that historic place, which I went in and it looked like they hadn't changed anything. They were about to redo it. And I got in there right before they did. And I was like, this looks like the same wallpaper and rug and everything from 50 years ago when Martin Luther King's funeral was here. And they said, yeah, it probably is. And the, the stage was still, you know, from years of people performing, had like all these scuff marks on it and stuff. And it was, uh, got to be honest, it was a real like, I don't know, just felt the, the presence of that history in there. And it was um, such a cool venue to be in. And the crowds were fucking amazing. I had so much fun in Macon, Georgia. The only thing that stunk was I didn't have time to go to Dwayne and Greg Allman's um, graves, grave site. Um, but I'm definitely coming back. That was one of those ones, like I got 10 minutes into the first show and I'm like, there's no fucking way I'm not coming back here. And when we were in um, Birmingham, Alabama, um, home of the University of Alabama, Birmingham Blazers, we had a great time out there, and I got to give a shout out to everybody at Saw's Barbecue, who opened up just a little bit early for us. Uh, Club Soda Kenny made the call, and uh, they gave us a little VIP tour, showed us their smoker and everything. And uh, I found out I actually like fried okra. Who knew? And um, just absolutely delicious food. 
It was so great. My favorite barbecue place in the nation, Saw's Barbecue, Smart Ass Wilson's. You got to check it out if you're ever down there. And um, old Billy Freckles, I got to tell you, the first night I did 49 minutes that had nothing, no jokes from my Red Rock show. That special, I don't know when it's coming out, but I, I, I know I have to, um, I got to have an hour and 10 minutes before that thing comes out. And on uh, the next night in Macon, can you tell I'm excited? I did like a little more than 50 minutes and then by the end it was like an hour. So I feel like... I'm ready to go. And it was killing. And I just picked up right where I left off. It was like the movie never happened. And I had so much fun. So thank you so much to everybody that came out. Just truly, truly awesome, awesome people um, coming out. And uh, once again, if you're a fucking smart aleck Yankee from the East Coast and you're a comedian, do not sleep on the South, man. Fucking amazing fans down here. So with that... um, Right after the show, we had to run right out, jump in the car, and come up to Augusta so we could be there for the um, day three of the Masters. And um, I have to tell you, it was so amazing to come back, but it was fucking freezing. It wasn't freezing. It's just that, you know, we all came there like we were going to watch golf. And thank God I had my little fucking puffy coat because um, other than that, I just had this don't get sunburned hat that I was wearing in my fucking bald head. Dude, I felt like I was at a football game in October and I was dressed for baseball. That's what it was. It wasn't that, I mean, it was like 59 degrees, probably 48 with the wind. The wind was fucking nuts. And when everybody's sitting out there with like fucking windbreakers on and shit and shorts, just freezing our fucking balls off. It was fucking miserable. I don't know how those people were golfing out there, but um, we came in and Tiger was, you know, practicing some chip shots, got to watch that. I watched uh, Bubba Watson. That's my guy. Anybody wins the Masters and then goes out and buys a fucking 69 Dodge Challenger is all right with me. Um, Watched him play with, uh, uh, oh, fuck, what's his name? I'm so bad with fucking names at my age. The fuck did he go out with? I already forget. Um, no, I know his name. I just can't rem- It's just not going to pop in because I'm old. Sergio Garcia. Saw them tee off and then uh, saw another group tee off and then I saw Tiger tee off. Um, I saw Tiger make a birdie on two. And then me and Verzi went over to our spot, which is we sit in the bleachers um, on 15, like we did in 2010 when we were betting on the turtles, which one was going to go next in the pond. And I was destroying Verzi because Verzi kept betting on turtles that had a wet shell. And I was like, that's got the driest shell. I would bet on that one. I was killing him. Um, so we sat there and we just bet every, every twosome that was coming over, we would just bet them, you know. Most of the times, you know, it would just be a push, but it started off five bucks around, moved up to 10, and by the end it was 50, and it was going to move on to 100, but by then Tiger had already gone through, and we were going up, uh, you know, because we're coming back again on Sunday, so I'm going to watch the rest. I watched everyone from the bottom of the field all the way up to whoever came through right after Tiger. 
And I missed all like the leader leaders, but I'll see them tomorrow. Probably going to go. I found out too, you can fucking smoke a cigar in there. I couldn't believe it. I saw these two guys with sticks. I'm like, dude, what the fuck? You can smoke in here? He goes, that's exactly what we said yesterday when we saw a guy with cigars. So you can't smoke in the bleachers, but you can kind of like walk around. So I think I'm going to, uh, you know, I think I'm going to Amen Corner tomorrow. And I'm going to bring like two sticks and I'm just going to sit there and just going to watch all the leaders go through and then uh, go up to 18. I, dude, I'm telling you, like, what's amazing about going to that course is literally like looking at like down the fairways. It's like seeing a celebrity if you've been watching it for so long. I remember coming up over hill. They're like, I was with Club Soda Kenny. He goes, you know where you are? Because we were trying to meet some of our other buddies. You're not allowed to bring a phone in there or any, anything. Um, he's like, do you know where we are? And I just looked at this fairway. I'm like, that's 18. That's, I've seen that a million fucking times when people are about ready to win it or fucking choke it away. Just looking right down that fairway and seeing that halfway point that they get to with that sand trap right there. Um, I got to see Tiger play 18. And, um, and I got to see him play 15, 16. I got to see him tee off on one, birdie on two, 15, 16, and 18. I made sure that I saw the king one more time because I know he's gotten that horrible accident and you know talk about amputating his leg and he definitely was walking like he was in pain. Uh, but I, I just had to see the guy play one more time because that's, you know, the greatest golfer of all time, in my opinion. So anyway, it was a fucking miserable day, but it was still awesome because it was the Masters and the fucking lines to go in to get all the merchandise, which I know they have shit online, but like they don't have all this other cool stuff. And I just saw the line and I was like, you know, the last time I was here, I bought a bunch of merch and I never took it out of the box. I still have it. I don't do anything with it. And I was just like, you know what? Ah, fuck it. I'm not going to buy anything. And I was seeing everybody with all their master's fucking shit on it. I was kind of feeling stupid, like, ah, I should have got something. And then when I walked out without a bag of shit, I felt great. <laughs> I really did. You know, I'm not saying you shouldn't buy some stuff. If you're young, go ahead and buy this shit. Oh, no, actually, if you're young, I'm telling you, that shit fucking haunts you. Because then for the rest of your life, you're going to be looking at that thing that you got at that thing that fucking says the year on it and becomes sentimental and you can't get rid of it. You can't get rid of it. And then you're just sentenced to lugging it around to every fucking place you live in for the rest of your life. Or you can just not buy anything and have a great time, you know, and just have the memory that you went there. Overrated souvenirs. I'm I'm gonna say it right now. Oh, I'm I'm oh I'm being dangerous. Look out for me. I'm out of doing Fred Stallers Fred Stallers act here. I'm out of control. Um Yeah, I just I'm the older I get, like, what are you getting? Nothing. Nothing. I'm I have the experience, I have the memory, it's fucking awesome. I don't need the souvenir. I have the memory of it. Now, if I get older and I start losing my mind, the memorabilia is just going to become annoying. Like, what is that? I went to that. I don't remember. <laughs> Rather than just having 
a bunch of nothing. I don't know. So anyway, um, we had a, we have a blast and we're going to go there again tomorrow. And, um, it's been a really, really good time going with some comics and people bringing their dads along and shit. It's just, uh, really, really, uh, a cool thing. So I'll tell you one of the best, one of the best as far as like going back and forth. This is when we were betting 50 bucks each. It was funny. We started off five bucks each. And at the end of all of the bullshit, going up to 10, going up to 20, because me and Verzi were just talking shit, right? You want to do 50? Verzi's like, yeah, you think I give a fuck? I'll go 50. I'll go 50 around. I go, fine, that's 50 bucks. We just kept going back and forth. And in the end, he owed me five bucks. That was it. Um, but we got 20 bucks each on Red Sox Yankees and they won last night. So I'm down 15 to the bastard. So hopefully the Sox will win tonight and again on Sunday. Um, but anyway, he went down to go get a beer or something. <clears throat> one of those long lines. And Sergio and Bubba come up. So I took Bubba, right? Gotta love a guy named Bubba that likes a Dodge Challenger, right? So I'm fucking, I put 50 on him. We're on 15. Uh, shot number two. We couldn't see him tee off, but we'd always see him take their second shot. Shot number two, Verzi's not there. Sergio goes in the water, and I'm up 55 bucks, so I'm finally going to be up a C note on this fucking kid, right? He goes into the water. I'm like, that's it, he's out, right? Bubba goes into the trap or whatever. He chips out, he two putts, we're good, because Sergio has to fucking drop. Sergio drops, so that's three, and then he hits a fucking perfect shot other than going into the hole, where he sets himself up for a birdie. Then Bubba Watson goes to hit out of the trap. I don't know what he did. He didn't hit it right. It goes up in the air, lands way short, rolls down the hill and goes in the fucking water. He ends up bogeying the fucking, bogeying the goddamn hole. Oh, the ebb and flow. The back and forth there. Um, I did miss the Bruins. I know that they uh, they beat Tampa Bay, I think, in overtime, as Joe Bartnick says. And uh, the Celtics keep rolling along. Um, I start editing the movie on Wednesday, but I am back into society, which is why this podcast this week will be an hour long of me babbling once again. And I want to thank all you guys for your patience um, over the last few weeks. And I am really, really antsy about, you know, getting into the uh, editing room. I want to start that process. And I got a lot out of, uh, you know, watching Quest win um, his Oscar there and talking about, you know, not saying, obviously, I'm doing a comedy, so we all know comedies don't get awards. Um, (laughs) I mean, more like watching somebody who'd never directed before and saying how he just walked around and thought about his film for like five months, he just lived with it. And I just got so much out of that going, all right, that's what I got to do. So I got to live with this thing for the whole summer, like right into September when I got to turn it in. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. And everybody has been telling me, like, don't worry about the first, the first time you see all the rough footage. Don't worry about it. It's going to look like it's a mess. Do not freak out. It always looks like it, it's, going to be a mess you slowly start editing it you tighten it up and then you get your movie so um i remember the great mike price from the simpsons co-creator of, of f is for family he told me the same thing the on the very first episode when we were watching the animatic and my fucking jaw was on the ground 
going like, what the fuck is this? And he goes, don't worry. It always, the first cut always looks fucking horrible. This happens every episode of The Simpsons. <laughs> fucking, you know, 25 years at that point. In on it, this is how it always looks. So I was just like, all right. All right, man, I'll take your word for it. Um, oh, something we did when we went in, in Birmingham was we also did that hike up to that, I don't know what the fuck they call it, the Viking, I don't know what it was, but on the way there, we walked by this Ford dealership and they had this black two-door, eight-foot bed uh, F-350, which I don't know the difference between the 250 and the 350. Can it tow a little more or whatever? Better suspension, I have no idea. Um, but it was, it was only two-wheel drive, but it had the regular cab. I swear to God, if it was four-wheel drive... Um, I at very least would have called my wife going, you know, it's kind of what I've been looking for. Like to get it. What are you going to do with it? You don't want to fix anything. Why can't I just drive around in it and pretend I'm cool? That's the purpose of most vehicles. You know, you buy a vehicle, you always got to get something that's a little cooler than you really are. It makes you feel good when you drive. All right. It's just a philosophy. Um, but we ended up, uh, I went to this pancake place also that was on the way on the walk. I went there on the way back in uh, Birmingham. They had, the pancakes were fucking outstanding. What I liked was every breakfast seemed to come with pancakes. They were like the original pancake house. And I was like, wait a minute, is that like, are they trying to say the International House of Pancakes ripped them off? Or are they doing like a McDonald's, McDowell's, like coming to America thing? Like when we shot on a location um, downtown LA, there was this place called the Big Store. And the Big was written in capital letters and it was the same blue as Big Five out here, which is a sporting good chain. And when you looked at it real quick, you thought it was the Big Five store and there's no fucking way they didn't do it on purpose. Um, so I couldn't tell if they were doing that, but I will tell you this, their pancakes were better, dare I say, than what they have at the International House of Pancakes. All right? Once again, more controversy. More fucking controversy. Um, all right, so this is good. I knocked out 20 minutes of this shit. Gonna go fucking hang out, smoke a stick. I'm gonna have another couple two at the fucking Masters tomorrow, and then I'm just gonna shut it down. That's what I do now, all right? I'm Billy Feast or Famine. Although today, Verzi was calling me Billy Shivers. When I was at the fucking thing, we just started cracking up, just loving the name. Um, come on in. Yo, Paul Verzi, I'm doing my fucking podcast on my phone. A little bit of it right now. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's all right. I was just talking. What, what was the nickname you called me today? Oh, Billy Shivers. Billy Shivers. <laughs> little shakes. You got the little shakes. Um, I just turned the hot tub on. I'm going to go in. Oh, nice. Smoke a stick. Yeah, just a couple of straight guys going to get in a hot tub and smoke a cigar. <laughs> <laughs> Little cocktails. <laughs> Little cocktails, yeah, there's nothing going on here. Hot here is nice. Is it? Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you know, fucking Bartnick was going like, hey, yo, who turned the heat on last night? It's like I did. <laughs> hey, I, I weigh 170 pounds. I'm not like you, you fucking tell, whale. Tell him about how we, go, we, we kept going from 10 to 20, then to 50. 10 to 20, 50, and I told him you missed the most exciting fucking... Uh, you got to come on this for the final, like, half hour tomorrow. Yeah. Dude, you missed the one with Bubba. Dude, yeah. tomorrow we got we to go 100 ahead. Somebody's got to fucking put a dent in somebody. Tomorrow 
yeah, like somebody's got to give somebody 300 bucks. That just has to happen. Because this nickel and dime shit is really annoying me. Because I'm trying to talk about the drama of us betting, and at the end, I only owe, you owe me five bucks, but I'm down 15. No, what are we doing with the Red Sox Yankees? I haven't looked at a score. What do you want to go per game? 20 a game. Come on, Paul. Peep, the fans are listening. 50 a game. Come on, Paul. They're listening. I'll go 100 a game. We're going 100 a game. All right, cool. All right. I hope this doesn't affect our friendship. Oh, Billy Shivers. Oh, Billy Shivers. Oh, Polly Peanuts kept going to go down to the food there. What are you, cold there, Billy? Yeah, I was cold. Oh, Billy Shivers. I I get cold, man. And you know what? For the longest time, I I used to pretend like I didn't get cold because all these other fucking red-blooded people didn't get cold. At some point, I had to realize that I was a ginger and God didn't quite love me as, you know, he didn't love me enough to finish me. You know, he took me out of the oven early. He didn't give a fuck. He didn't give me eyelashes or eyebrows. And, uh, you know, one of the other side effects of taking me out of the oven a little early, a little premature there as I get cold. All right. Old Billy Shivers. <laughs> Old Billy Shivers was live and in effect on fucking uh, the 15th hole there. All right. That's it. Uh, me and Verzi are going to fucking uh, we're going to. Chat it up here after I read some advertisements. All right, that's it. Uh, well, it's not that's it. It's just uh, this is the end of the first fucking, what did this be? This, that'd be times three. The first 33% of it. Shut up, Bill. Okay. All right, let's do some reads now. Let's do some reads. What do we got? Oh, look who it is. It's old Indochino. Uh, Indochino, from weddings to work functions to weekends out in the town, it's always the right time to dress to impress, especially in clothes that fit you perfectly. Indochino makes high-quality custom-fitted suits, shirts, and casual wear all at a surprisingly affordable price. You can customize everything from suits and shirts to chinos and bomber jackets at prices more affordable than you might expect. Wow, I thought it'd be a lot more than that. Um, Indochino um, offers completely custom-fitted suit shirts, casual wears, and more surprisingly affordable places. Get a wardrobe personalized to your style and taste without spending a fortune. Every piece is made to your exact measurements, and you can customize every detail. Choose everything about your suit, including the fabric, lapel, monogram, and statement linings. Create a suit that fits you and your style perfectly. There's always They're always adding new pieces so you can stay on trend and in style. Check out their latest spring and summer collections. The best part, Indochino suits start from just $4.29 and shirts from $79. This season, dress to impress on every occasion with Indochino. Get $50 off any purchase of $3.99 or more by using promo code BURR at Indochino.com. That's $50 off a purchase of $3.99 or more at I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O.com. Promo code BURR. All right. And lastly, but not leastly, oh, look who it is. Oh, no. I got two more. It's Solo Stove. Huh? All you lonely people, you want to cook by yourself, but your stove is so big, it reminds you you have no one else to make breakfast for? Introducing Solo Stove. Are you socially awkward but love having eggs Benedict by yourself? I'm kidding. It's nothing like that. Solo stove. There's nothing quite like the feeling of gathering around a warm fire on a cool evening. And a smokeless fire pit from Solo Stove makes your outdoor moments even more memorable. Because instead of having to constantly dodge campfire fumes, you can sit back, relax, talk some shit, and actually enjoy the fire. You know why you guys are all sitting there right now? Because of me. 
Uh, right now, you can get a great deal on a solo stove fire pit. Solo stove fire pits are brilliantly engineered, made with premium grade 304 stainless steel, not 303, 304, and a 360 degree airflow system that maximizes efficiency while minimizing smoke. Easy to light with a few bits of starter, your fire is blazing in minutes. Perfectly portable. Take Solo Stove with you on camping trips and more. Shop now and get up to 30% off fire pits all month long. That'd be hilarious if you took it everywhere you went. Um, Get invited to a wedding, you bring your Solo Stove. I'll sit in the back and use promo code BURR at checkout to get an extra $20 off, plus a lifetime warranty and free 30-day returns. Just go to Solo Stove, S-O-L-O-S-T-O-V-E.com. And remember, you get $20 off when you use the promo code BURR. And lastly, now, lastly but not leastly, it's simply safe. All right, what do U.S. News, PC Magazine, and Popular Science have in common? They're all magazines none of us would buy. So, <laughs> so you wouldn't know that they all rank Simply Safe Home Security as the best home security of 2021. In fact, U.S. News just named Simply Safe the best home security of 2022 as well. They've already done it. They've already wrapped it up, and we still have another, what, eight months? Um, Simply Safe protects your whole home around the clock, every door, window, and room. It's backed by the best 24-7 professional monitoring system, ready to dispatch police, firefighters, or EMTs to your home. With a comprehensive set of sensors and cameras, including the all-new wireless outdoor security camera, you always know what's going on inside and outside your home. Simply Safe is less than a dollar a day, and you can set it up in around 30 minutes, and it's always simple to use. There's never a long-term contract. You can even try it out for 60 days risk-free to see if you like it. If you don't, send it back for free of charge. Simply Safe protects over a million homes in the United States alone. You can customize the perfect system to your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash burr. Go today and claim a free indoor security camera plus 20% off with interactive monitoring. Simply go to simplysafe.com slash burr. S-I-M-P-L-I-S-A-F-E dot com slash burr. All right. And with that, as mentioned, um, I was going to go to the second day of the Masters here, um, which I did. I have to give a shout out. Congratulations to Scotty Scheffler. Uh, the guy came out of nowhere, started winning tournaments in February. And look at him. He's got a green jacket come April. Just like that, you can turn it around. Rory McIlroy, we got, I watched him eagle uh, 13. I was sitting right there in the fairway. I had a big blue hat on so my bald head wouldn't distract him. And uh, I got to see all of them hit through. I got to see Tiger um, play 15 and 16. And I watched him walk up the fairway on 17. Um, made sure to take that in. It's not too often you get to see the greatest who ever did it. Um, what else? What else? I just heard when that, who the hell was the, the kid, the poor kid from, uh, what, was it Australia? Triple Cameron Smith. Was it him that triple bogeyed on 12? I don't, I can't remember, but I had such a great time. Everybody had a good time. And, um, we were finally able to right the wrongs when that guy fucked us out of the tickets, the passes, those pieces of shit. Um, and I got to bring the same crew of people that <coughs> I went with, tried to go with nine years ago. So I'm glad that that's all behind us. It's fucking, I mean, 
We were the walking wounded today. Bunch of old people, all of us having to sit down. Actually, I was fine. I would say I'm the spryest of me and all of my old friends. You should see how exhausted they are just from sitting in the sun. Sorry, I took a sloppy sip of that. I apologize, I'm laying down here. Um, yeah, I was teasing them. I go, look at you guys. You look, he just got done playing football. Bartnick is fucking hilarious. He was literally stretching his back, bending over the, backwards over this railing, and these women were laughing at him. And within two seconds, one of them's trying to help him out, giving him a back rub. Only Bartnick could get a fucking back rub from some random chick at fucking Augusta. Um, whatever, we had, we had an awesome, awesome day. Uh, let's get into some of your questions here for the week, trying to knock this out before I fly back late night tonight. Um, all right, what do we got here? Oh my goodness, F1 in Vegas. Is this true? I heard the rumors. I heard a rumor. They're gonna have an F1 race. In Las Vegas. Um, that'll be amazing. Right down the damn strip. Uh, hey, Billy, two tracks. Are you excited about F1 coming to Vegas? Also, what would be the best and worst city to hold an F1 race? Thanks for the laughs. laughs. Uh, the worst? Philadelphia? With then 19 one-way streets all going in the same direction before another one. The most frustrating city I've ever driven in. I'd say runner-up would be Boston. Any of those cities that, like, New York City would be terrible. I guess they could go down the avenues, but the, the streets are just so... It'd be great if they went to New York. They could fix their fucking roads for once. Um, let me see. What would be... Okay. The best and worst city to hold an F1 race. Well, I definitely did the worst ones. Um, trying to think of a nice open downtown. That's a good one. I know LA has that one down in Long Beach. They always figure out a way. Detroit has a race. They always figure it out. Well, you got to go like people will want to go to the city and it's also like, I bet Chicago would be a great one to have it. Go right down Michigan Avenue. I think Chicago would be great. It's the middle of the country. Race fans, nobody has more than a four-hour flight. Everybody could get there. Great food, great people. Michigan Avenue. So, you know, you go right by the lake. Sort of our Monaco, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. That's a damn good question. But now we have two races here. F1 is growing faster in the United States. I'm saying it now than uh, soccer. And we will always call it soccer because that's who we are. Uh, 70s cartoons. Yo, Billy Baloo. Look at that, a reference to the Jungle Book. All you gotta do is look for the bare necessities, the simple bare necessities. Forget about your worries and your life. I mean, I had to sing that song like every night for a year and act the whole thing out with my daughter when I put her to bed. Because you don't need to leave the car when you pick a pair with the big paw paw. Do I need to leave clue? Golly, thanks, Baloo. You eat ants, you better believe it. And you're going to love the way they tickle something like that. Um, 70s cartoons. I just started showing my six-year-old old cartoons. Yeah, I've been doing that with my daughter. I, she loves Bugs Bunny. Uh, ever told, everyone told me that my kid can tell the difference 
and hate the lo-fi shit, but I think he likes it better. Uh, all I'm saying is the kid never did impressions of bubble gumby, gubbies, whatever those are. But now he's, he's on his dick dastardly several times a day. You've ever given your kids the old right there, Fred, and show them any Hanna-Barbera? Um, yeah, I told um, my daughter we'd play a game, what's your favorite? You know, because now she likes to talk at the end of the day. Um, she's beyond me reading her books and that stuff. Now she likes to talk. So um, she asked me about, you know, what's your favorite dog? Because she wants a puppy. And I said, when I was a kid, I wanted to get two bulldogs named one Butch and one Chopper because it was these, I loved bulldogs and there was these two cartoon dogs in the Hanna-Barbera. One was named Butch. Um, he might've been on Tom and Jerry. I get them all combined now. And another was named Chopper, like the littler one. And that's what I was gonna do. I was also gonna live in a purple house and I was gonna go to Notre Dame and I was gonna become a lawyer. So a lot of my dreams, you know, went a little off the rails there. But uh, I've been thinking hard about getting a bulldog, but my daughter doesn't want one. She wants a, a different kind of dog. So now, she, now she's saying, you get, your, you get a bulldog, and I, she wants like a black dog with brown paws. And I'm like, you mean like a Rottweiler, a Doberman? So I've been trying to figure out what exactly she wants, but she's kind of, she's going into those dogs where you really got to keep an eye on them. <laughs> that breed of dog, you know? Like Dobermans, even when they have their ears down. That's not true. Josh Ademeyer's Doberman always looks happy. But those dogs in general, you know, German Shepherds just have that secret service look on their face the whole fucking time. Um, Made in America. Made in America. Hey, Billy Waxhead. Come on, man. Keep it nice, man. Um, Hey, Billy Waxhead. All right. On the 329.22 podcast, you mentioned to write in if we work for a, at a company that makes a product in the U.S. A, well, I'm a sourcing manager at Turtle Wax, and I'm happy to say 100% of our products uh, and bottled and filled in the Midwest. Look at that. While the heavy majority of our raw materials are also sourced from within the U.S., I could maybe send you some product if you wanted to try it out on your F100. Look at that. If you're going to wax your car, people, use turtle wax. Uh, by the way, shout out to the Ukraine. The world had you as underdogs, or maybe propaganda did. They didn't know what they were dealing with. Good for you guys. I know I'm, making, I'm talking about it like it's a fucking game here, but it's too depressing to talk about it like it, what it actually is. Um... But that's an amazing story, all right? Everybody should fucking stay home, including us. Quit going around the world bugging people, all right? You want their natural resources? Pay for it like a gentleman. Um, American Manufacturing. Hey, Bill, I was just listening to your podcast while working. I own and run a metal fabrication company out of Orlando. And I thought you might enjoy some perspective on U.S. manufacturing. In reality, it is alive and well. That's great to hear. I have virtually unlimited work that comes across my desk, and there are at least 30 companies within the 30-mile radius from me that do the exact same things as us, and we are all slammed as well. Metal fabrication companies. Who knew? Uh, Here in the U.S., we just manufacture complex and low-volume stuff that doesn't make sense to produce with low-skilled-slash-assembly-lined labor. In other words, offshore where you don't train people to save money. 
They're not low-skilled. They're just not trained. Um, there are thousands of small machine and fabrication slash manufacturing companies scattered across this country with hardworking people working nonstop to keep up with the demand. These jobs slash businessmen just aren't sexy, so they don't get glorified by the media and or the education system. I mean, this sounds like a show on Discovery to me. In reality, you know, I got to prefab this fucking... Who's a Mawatsa for that goddamn Mixelwitz? Um, in reality, all you need to do is have a father and son yelling at each other. You get at least eight seasons. I mean, you'd probably end up destroying your relationship. Um, in reality, people would be astonished to hear how profitable and stable they actually are. Thanks for your podcast. I really enjoy it. Well, that's awesome, man. And congratulations. American manufacturing, people. Metal fabrica- fabrication. This guy's doing so well, he didn't even have to give his fucking company a shout out. Um, all right. Overrated. Age as a number. Hey, Billy Clockwork. I'm an older listener. One of your oldest for sure. I'm 78 years old in June. And you're listening to my podcast? That's amazing. You talked about getting older a few times and how aging naturally is underrated. I agree. Though I do believe in supplementing things you're deficient in and, of course, doing the work to find out what you're deficient in. Yeah, I should probably do that. I'm definitely on the back nine, as they say. Uh, But it's really funny when people assume I don't know anything about the Internet or what's going on today. The fact that I know what a podcast is and where to listen to it is something I can't share with people my age, I would imagine. I don't feel any different than I did 20 years ago. People uh, people my age get sick and have ailments and start to throw in the towel. I don't get mad when people assume I don't know shit. I just feel bad for them because they probably look at themselves the way they look at me uh, when they reach my age. Oh, they'll probably look that way. Thanks for the laughs. Look at that. Some good life advice there. I hope I'm like that at that age. Jesus Christ. You can't, you can't throw in the towel. You can't quit. You just got to fucking live, have a great fucking time. And uh, when it's your time to go, it's your time to go. That's it. Sit there and mope around, you know, because you're not young anymore. You were young. Now it's over. Quit acting like you got cheated, you know. Oh, I could say some things in my business. My business, you know, when people complain about ageism, you know, I find mainly it's people who were, you know, built their careers on being beautiful. And it's just like, well, you know that there's an expiration on that date. While you're young and beautiful, start a production company. And when you get to the age of being a mom and a dad, play a mom and a dad. You know? Stop trying to make the world fucking sit there and look at you like, you know, like you're still in your 20s. You're not. <laughs> Is it ageism or you, are you delusional? The amount of super famous people I see complaining about that, and they have millions of dollars. It's like, write a fucking script. Get some people behind you. You know? The fuck? <laughs> when you were 20, 25, and you, everybody said you were hot, and you were fucking making... People magazines, 50 most beautiful people. Did you give a fuck about 35-year-old, 40-year-old women? No, you didn't. Now you're that age and all of a sudden everybody's going to stop and care about you. It's not how it works. All right? That's it. I'm sorry. You're as old as a mom. Go put on a fucking apron and play one in a movie. If you're a fucking, you know, a guy, you know, put on a sport coat. Come down the stairs with your pipe going, now, now, knock it off. Take those parts. 
<laughs> Stop getting mad at young people because they're, they they're fucking young and beautiful. Let them do those parts, you selfish cunts. Um, ooh, that's my hot take. That's my hot take on fucking ageism. Um, anyway, uh, I once again, I want to thank everybody who came out to my shows this week. I am so fucking over the moon about uh, how well the shows went. I can't wait. I'm going to come back. Going to be haunting the fucking comedy clubs to get the rest of some of these ideas I was playing around with over the last uh, three shows and put it together. And old Billy Freckles is going to be in the driver's seat when my fucking special comes out, man. I'm going to be ready. I'm going to have a new hour and 10 minutes of shit. Granted, it's shit, but I will mold that shit to an acceptable level. But you guys won't be able to tell a difference, hopefully. But now that I said that, someone will be like, oh, I went there. I didn't think you were quite up to par. I did have a good time, but there. Oh, go watch Dungeons and Dragons. Go watch one of those fucking shows. Or watch one of those movies, you know, with the misunderstood superhero. You know, ooh, I have eight-pack abs, but people don't understand me, including my impossibly hot girlfriend. That's what they do now, right? Why are they, why are they doing that? I used to like back in the day, they always had a dark side to them, but you know what I mean? They had a beautiful woman. You know, they didn't have to figure out their feelings. All right, they just defeated the bad guy, and then they went, they went away. That's what they did. Now, since post-therapy, all of these goddamn superheroes, man, they all got a fucking... You know what they're like? They're like all those Seattle bands that came out in the early 90s that just sort of dumped their day on you. You know, I, I want a little more Motley Crue in my superheroes. Or dare I say poison. Don't need nothing but a good time. Now, those guys were all sad. They were dealing with alcoholism and fucking diabetes and shit like that. They had all kinds of drama. Did they bring that to the stage? No, they did not. They were like, you know what? These people had a rough fucking day. And then what happens? All these Seattle bands got to fucking bring gloom and doom because it rains nine out of ten days up there and they just bring their weather to everybody else. I'm a rock star, but I'm wearing a flannel shirt because I don't want to get the sniffles because I live in Seattle. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I will never get over those bands knocking all my hair metal bands. You know, that's when I knew I was old. When those guys all came in. And I was like, hey, man, like, where's the tap on solos, man? You know, I don't want to nitpick, but just to let you know, nobody in your band is wearing leather, man. Uh, ah, what did I know? I was just an orange kid with a dream. Um, yeah, the 80s were over. When the 80s ended, that was it. That was it for me. And ever since then, I've felt like a fucking senior citizen. I'm like the reverse of the last guy that fucking wrote in on this podcast where he's 77, still running around with his dick out. You know, me, you know, I'm ready for a walker. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, no, I've kept myself in good shape. You know, I do my squats, Billy squat face, you know. I do my sit-ups. I do my obliques. I try to keep the core, you know, going. I eat a salad. I try to stay hydrated. And uh, other than that, if I could just learn to shut the fuck up every once in a while, I think I'd be doing pretty good. You know, I told you I texted that to my wife, right? Like a week ago, I texted her. I'm going to shut up more. 
You know, and she loved it. Got a big heart next to that text. You know, it doesn't work the other way. If my wife said I'm going to shut up more and I gave a big heart there, I'm like at that point, I'm basically saying, get in the kitchen and make me a sandwich, which believe me, that's what I want to say. You know what I mean? Can we make that deal, ladies? If, if the man in your life shuts up more, can you go to the kitchen more? You know, sort of balance out, you know, show that you're, you're willing to kind of step our way a little bit. I mean, it's a fucking sandwich. We're not asking for shiny shit for Christmas every once in a while. Can you bring your precious ass out to that fucking kitchen with the island that you just had to have? You know, take out some lunch meat. All right, there's a little bread box over there, right? Oh, it's so adorable, I have to have it. Well, open it up and get the bread out of it now. Okay, you get a plate. I'll walk you right through it. I'm gonna walk women through this because your generations, generations of women have stopped making sandwiches. I'm gonna describe how to make one. Okay, you take the two slices of bread, right? You put them on the plate. You get out a condiment. That means like mustard or mayonnaise, you know, hot sauce, whatever the fuck it is. Peanut butter, I don't know. Not peanut butter, whatever. You get some fucking lunch. You know the deal. Lunch meat, cheese, pickles, fucking mustard. Okay, you cut it in half, put some fucking chips on it. Okay, it's literally what? Four minutes out of your day, you can hit pause on the TV, make the fucking sandwich, bring it to him. And when he says, what did you do that for? You just say, because I want you to shut the fuck up for the rest of the day. And he'll laugh and he'll shut up and he'll eat the sandwich and you can watch the rest of your Real Housewife shows right there. I mean, how am I not hosting my own talk show? Dr. Bill, how about that? Dr. Bill where I stress no communication. You communicate through gestures, all right? And then when somebody does a nice gesture for you, then the other person has to just shut the fuck up for the rest of the day. Rather than just saying, hey, honey, I swear to God, can you just close your fucking pie hole? Because that just leads to a fight, all right? And, you know, as a man or a woman or they, whatever you are, you know when you're annoying your partner, okay? And that's the moment, okay? You go down, you get him the paper, you get him a breakfast sandwich, you order some croissants, some sort of food gesture, you know? You rub their head. And then that person should be like, okay, they're acknowledging that they were being annoying, annoying and I appreciate that. And your reward now is not only will we not fight about it, I am now gonna shut the fuck up for the rest of the day. That's it. Or go for a walk. Just get out of the house and leave the house for him. Why don't we try that? Instead of talking things out like all these other fucking trained professionals <laughs> mentioned. Um, sit down. Just, you know, put it all out there on the table. What, so you can throw it in my face a week later? Um, anyway, it's baseball season. It's Formula One season. It's MotoGP season. NHL playoffs are right around the corner, followed by the NBA playoffs. COVID is essentially over. All right? If you get COVID now, it doesn't hurt you, really. Gives you a nice, you know, four days off from work. I'd love to come in. But I have the weakest strain now. (laughs) My throat was a little sore for five minutes. Oh, this is irresponsible reporting. Can't do this to people, Bill. 
What, are you going to play doctor on the fucking internet? Well, why not? Everybody else did over the last couple of years. Why can't I chime in? Why can't I put on my fucking lab coat and start talking about shit? Um, anyway, we hung out last night at the fucking house we rented before we went to the masses and just sat around like telling stories and fucking watching Jim Florentine meet the creep videos. You got to see the one where he goes to the restaurant and he asks for pepper on his chicken and he just fucking, no matter how much the guy has, he just, more pepper, more pepper. The guy went through three of those pepper things. Whatever you call those, those fancy things. Well, they cracked the pepper. He emptied three of those before he turns the chicken over. It's fucking amazing that people just keep the ridiculousness of that. The fact that the person with the pepper mill, that's what it's called, a pepper mill, at no point was like, like, buddy, I know the customer's always right, but go fuck yourself. This is ridiculous. We're ruining the meal. You know? They did. They just kept cracking the pepper which I think is a metaphor for life, don't you? No matter what's happening, just keep cracking that pepper mill. You could literally run for public office on that. People would get into it. And you play a Fleetwood Mac song. Don't stop thinking about tomorrow. Remember that? Wasn't that the worst? When Bill Clinton became fucking president, you found out he listened to Yacht Rock. I mean, I guess it made sense. He played the fucking saxophone, right? Saxophone has not been cool in a long fucking time. I'm going to say that. It just hasn't. Last time saxophone got you laid was the 1950s. You know, when they were playing like rock and roll. Are there any jazz musicians out there? Do you have groupies? You know? Do they come out? Do they have like those fucking black frame glasses? Do like your girlfriend snap their fingers when you say something instead of clapping? Sorry. Um, anyway, I don't know what the fuck to talk about. I, ran, I, I thought I was going to have more to talk about, but evidently I don't. Maybe I have a little bit of sunstroke. Um, I will tell you, one of the great memories I will have for the rest of my life was we sat on the fairway at 13, sat right in the front row and just watched the best of the best just coming through you know, making a run for the title. And uh, we sat there for like an hour and a half and just watched them all come through. And by the way, you can smoke a cigar. I think I mentioned that in the first part of this. And uh, I sat there at Augusta smoking a stick, watching these guys playing golf, just crushing it. It was amazing. I actually had at one point... um, This guy's ball landed right near me when I was trying to cross. I'm going to say it was 15. Um, Oh, what's the golfer's name? He had a tough day. He had a tough day. Where's a lot of logos on his shirt? Um, But he was right in front of me. And I got to watch him try to drive the green, just crush it over these trees and then fucking bend it around to the left. It was amazing. I don't know where it landed, but it looked... It looked incredible. That's one of those things as you watch it, you're just like, you know, because, you know, you sit there, you're like, dude, I could do this. I could go play a few rounds. I could I could par one of these holes or whatever. And then you watch a professional golfer come up and address the ball. 
Um, and then do that. And then you're just like, oh, that's right. <laughs> that's right. I don't think I could do this. I've, I just never, you know, I never got into golf because it just, anything that involves outside in the sun that long, it just, I can't do it. You know what I mean? I was all right with baseball, but, you know, every three outs I could go sit down, you know? I could get hydrated. Golf, you just keep fucking walking. By the way, what is that douchey thing every golfer does that when you drive a golf cart, you have to have one leg hanging out? What is that about? I know, I guess, because you're getting in and getting out, but even if they drive around, there's just something about it. Like, you're just driving with your leg hanging out. Yeah, I'm a member here, and here are my nuts. Look at me. Look how great my life is going. There's just something about it. You just want to see him sideswipe a tree and watch the guy's leg get folded back. You know, I don't know. The old me, I could have really worked up a lot of anger about that. But now I just, it's, it's sort of a middling anger. But back in the day, well, I kind of just wish that the guy would sideswipe a tree and fucking bend his leg back at the hip. I mean, I guess that's, Sort of an angry thought, wouldn't you say? How's your guy's anger doing? <laughs> I got to tell you, man, I'm not advocating this, but I'm going to tell you, two trips on mushrooms, and I feel a lot better. Spread them out a year apart. First time I had a bad trip. Second time I had a fucking blast. I think I'm going to do that for the rest of my life, just once a year or whatever. Going to take some shrooms, man. And that's it. I don't fuck with the weed. I don't fuck with the booze. Every once in a while with the weed, you know? Every once in a while. I'm not going to lie to you. When I rapped on the movie, I came home and I, I smoked a little bit. Uh, but that's it. I don't have that shit anymore, man. Where I got to, like, I don't, think, I don't think I have to do that anymore. Where I worry. Where I became like this habit guy. I started doing it every night. I kind of got, I don't know, ever since post-mushrooms, I'm like, I don't want to be doing that every night, right? And the, the, whatever that voice in my head goes, right. And then I just walk away from the shit. I never used to do that. I used to be like, I don't want to drink tonight. And then I'd come home. All right, I'll just have one. <laughs> two, three. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Snoring next to my wife. Did you drink again last night? No. Yes, you did. You're snoring. I know that when you drink, you snore. I could never get away with it. You know? I tried hiding bottles behind the toilet, all of those tropes. It just never helped for me. Because the second I come in and snore, she knew what I was up to. And that was it. And that was it. So, anyway. That's the podcast, everyone. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, I want to thank everybody. In uh, Birmingham, Alabama, Macon, Georgia, and Augusta, Georgia, uh, everybody I met was just really, really nice on this whole trip. It was just a really great way to come back out on tour, and I cannot fucking wait. I have my biggest tour of my career, career, career coming up this year, and um, I plan on enjoying every second of it. So if you're coming out to see me, Old Freckle's going to be slinging his shit jokes in a fucking venue near you. All right, go to BillBird.com to check it out. That's it. That's the Monday morning podcast. Go fuck yourselves, and I'll check in on you on Thursday. <laughs>